Guys, good morning. Have a seat, everybody. Good googly moogly. Thank you. Daniel on the guitar. Did you hear it going? Bow, wow, wow. Yeah, man, I heard that. Michaela, angelic. Joan, thank you for leading us this week. Awesome. Great. Thank you. Keith, slapping the bass, my man. And Will, slapping the skin back there. Yeah, sir. Very good. Thank you guys very much. Beautiful. I think, honestly, I tell people this all the time, we have the best, one of the best worship teams in the country. I really believe that, man. That's it's it's incredible. Uh, Pete is away this uh, this week. Uh, we we brought him on full time, and he took Sunday off. No, I'm kidding. He's actually actually at the uh, Shawnee campus, helping our Shawnee campus relaunch. It's a grand opening there, man. Kudos. Uh, Shawnee is seven years old today. We are four years old today. So, man, cool. That's crazy, man. Like, I'm like, wait a second, man. How, it's been four years for real. I can't believe that. That is, a, that is incredible to me that it that just goes just like that, right? Remember, it took like, a, felt, like felt like forever to get, it, uh, get us launched four years ago. And on January 11th, 2015, we became New City Church here in Edgerton. Man, I love that. Uh, my man Price Wright is going to be going through the same thing here in just a little bit, like forever to get here. Uh, but it will uh, it will go like that, my brother. So uh, so Price is our pastor over at the Loma Vista campus, which is uh, just going to blow up crazy, going to be amazing stuff that's going on out in the Raytown area on 87th and Blue Ridge uh, over, over on the Missouri side, which is which is just just really cool. So but what God is doing is uh, is really amazing. He's growing us. He's multiplying us. And uh, and I and I love to see what God is, is is doing in our church, man. It's just a somebody said last week, and I don't know what it was, but they said they said it just it's just electric. There's something going on. There's something in the water. Uh, I ain't promising what's in the cake pops, all because uh, these two right over here stand up over there. You said you helped. Yeah, man, give them, give them. Yeah, thank you. They helped Mama, who's home taking care of they taking care of a little Brianna who is sick. So pray for Stephanie and Brianna. They don't get sick. But thank you for making the cake pops. But uh, if anybody, uh, if anybody, does, if it doesn't taste right, it's your fault. It's all right. No, but seriously, she's not. if it tastes good, if it tastes good, thanks, Stephanie. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just playing. I'm playing. That's right. That's right. That's right. But it's real cool, man. We've got a lot of cool stuff going on. Looking real forward to um, our one o'clock today as uh, is a kind of a ministry leadership. Uh, like if you're interested in serving in any way, want to be able to uh, to join up with you and, and, and plug you in. We're going to be talking about the different things we do in serving and honoring those who are serving in our church, man, and feeding some great barbecue. You're about to head out here in just a second. Go grab that. And uh, it's going to be awesome, man. So, we, man, we're looking forward to that. It's great times going on. Thank you for venturing out in the snow. Did you see my Facebook post yesterday where I'd, I'd shared a friend of mine had said, it's kind of funny how Kansas City does snow. Two inches? Don't go out of your house. Be careful if you have, unless you absolutely have to. Uh, seven inches on, uh, on uh, when we have a Chiefs have a playoff game. Uh, be very careful on your way to Arrowhead, right? So, <laughs> so, I love that, man. I love that. So it's just uh, so it's how we roll, man. Go Chiefs, by the way, right? Dude, man, that's so cool, right? Love that, man. It's like first time in how long since 1993 since the best Jack linebacker since I'm named Joe Montana. I'm kidding. So, Waterboy references no more. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm done. I'm done. Uh, maybe, but uh, but we but man, cool. 1993, right? The last time we won a, uh, a playoff game. Is that right? Is that what I heard? 93. Yeah, Joe Joe Montana was our was our quarterback. Crazy man, wild stuff. So very cool. Fun to be a part of. Fun to fun to enjoy that. 
and, uh, and, and, and love what's going on in Kansas City. So very cool stuff. Enjoy. I'm a huge football fan, if you can't tell. So it's, uh, it's a lot of fun to be, except when the Georgia Bulldogs lose to the Alabama Crimson Tide. Other than that, go dogs, right? I didn't hear you. Go dogs. Go dogs. That's it, man. <laughs> He's even repping his Georgia today. But, man, great stuff going on. We had a lot of Believe groups happening. Guys, if you uh, don't, haven't heard, we are. It, some people have asked, hey, it's my first time, that kind of thing. Uh, it's never going to be too late to plug into a Believe group. We are going through some really cool stuff right now, but we just started it this past week. And interesting, I got a question this morning about, hey, um, I just started reading the Bible, and I'm learning about what it meant, like, he, like God's saying, uh, like, like he's talking like we, and he's saying us and things. Like, what does that mean? I said, dude, that's exactly what we're going to talk about today. It's amazing. Like, so, because we talked about that in our Believe groups, because what... We learned this week, and what we're going over this week is like, who is God? And we explored the Trinity, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And there's a lot of ways to, to explain that. And, and, and the book does a great job, I think, of kind of helping us to understand who God is and that triune nature of God, but it's really difficult to understand. Here's what I want you to know about that. You'll never fully understand it. If God was able to be understood completely, he would not be worth worshiping. Amen, right? So this is what we've got to kind of figure out. But there are some kind of answers I think we can help. I, when, in one of the uh, believe groups, I heard that it's kind of like water. It can, uh, God can take the form of three, uh, Son, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. So like water can be solid, liquid, or gas. And that's, but it doesn't make it not a high-quality H2O. Sorry for the water boy reference again. But it, but it's a bit, you know, you understand what I'm saying on that. Like it's like, look, some people said, well, you know, my wife said, well, you know, I'm a, I'm a, a worker, like I, I work for Russell Stover and I am a husband or I'm a wife, sorry. And I'm a mother, like, like, yeah, I have three different characteristics. That's obviously like, it's, they're all incomplete. I've heard somebody say, you know, you're, you're born with a, a body, mind and a soul, right? You take one away, you're not there. I like, all those kinds of things. And I get that. But we can never fully explain or understand God being three persons in one, right? And and yes, distinct roles, but the same, right? It like this is what Jesus even said. If you he said, I and the Father are are one, right? And there's this there's this triune trinity that we try to explain and we try to do this, but we can never fully quite understand it. But there are some characteristics. One of the things that we learned in our believe groups this week is that that God God like himself has community within himself and 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 since he's created us in his image that we should desire that we desire community with other people i had a visitor just this morning that had called up and said i need to get plugged in with some people that think that are godly people amen and i love that we desire to be in community, just like God is in community in the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. That's why, because he has put that in our hearts. He's set eternity into our hearts. He has set all those things. And one of the things we learned this week is that, that we are without excuse when it comes to knowing that God is real. You can look in the heavens and the earth and see, like this is ridiculous. You can even look in the most microscopic of cells. Like you could dive really deep and it's like a little city going on in there. Like how does that all happen and then i ask questions and things like well how does gravity even evolve and how does how does uh, how do we have magnetism and things like that and, and and positive and negative charges and all that kind of stuff it's because god spoke it into existence there's no better explanation right amen 
Amen. We're with me on this so far. Like, there's just no better explanation. But we want to make sure that we're able to answer questions and help people like along this journey because there's a lot of th- lies and things like that out there. One of the things that we learned in our uh, Believe group this past week is in 2 Corinthians 13, verse 14. Uh, Paul's writing to a church, and this is actually uh, a, a letter that comes after 1 Corinthians, obviously, but, but the, current, the church at Corinth had gone through, through some really tough tough things and it says in second corinthians 13 14 may the grace listen to this of the lord jesus christ say it with me you guys got this up there may the grace of the lord jesus christ and the love of god and the fellowship of the holy spirit be with you all and and we you know a lot of times i'll read things and i and it won't capture my heart or my mind every once in a while there'll be a scripture that really pops out uh this popped out for my wife judy in our believe group she said wait a second let reread that and so she said like read it slow it said the grace of the lord jesus christ and the love of god and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Now think about that. That is a that is the Trinity, like being like showing us, like Paul's writing down about the characteristics of the different parts of, of God. So we get this from God. And think about this: grace from the Son, love from the Father, and fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Isn't that awesome? Every word in Scripture has a meaning, like it's important. And when she highlighted that to me, I said, I'm stealing that for Sunday. You know that, right? I said, if you show up for church, I'll give you credit, right? But that's what's so cool about it is that the grace of, of, of the Son, the love of the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, we crave those things, don't we? We crave love. We crave grace. And we learn this triune character of God showing us the importance of community, one of the accounts of Scripture that actually highlights this that people don't think about is the, is the idea of who Elijah is in the Old Testament. First and Second Kings, Elijah is one of the prophets of, of, the, of, of, of Israel and one of the prophets of God. And, and he's a, he, man, he does some amazing, incredible, beautiful, wonderful things. And it's one of my, like he's one of my heroes of the, of the Scripture when I read who he is, his bravery for the most part, and, and those kinds of things. I want to set the stage for you because... The believe books that we talked about in Scripture, it talks about uh, the, this whole idea of what Elijah did with the, the Baal prophets of the land. If uh, you don't know that, uh, that Israel at one point was unified as a, as a nation, it was under King Solomon. King Solomon wrote a lot of the Proverbs, and he wrote Ecclesiastes and that kind of thing. And, and it was under his kingship, it was, it was a one nation but it became divided after a while. So it became Israel, the northern part, and Judah, the southern part. King Ahab, at this point, what we're talking about, was the king of the northern part, Israel. Ahab was a jacked up, messed up dude. He allowed all kinds of things to happen. And one of the more prominent things he allowed to happen was this thing called Baal worship. B-A-A-L, worship. And Baal worship was a prominent, basically a, a, an ulterior an ulterior. Um, religion and faith that that at the time people were walking around going well you know it's really all the same god and real well you know it's really not that bad and we don't want to be intolerant and all this kind of stuff and we don't want to be, we don't want to make anybody mad and we want to be inclusive into everything and we want to make sure that love wins and we don't want to make sure that all this kind of grace and we want to make sure we're we're not upsetting anybody right because we don't want to we don't want to upset we want to be friends with with them and that's kind of what happened and it happened 
thousands of years ago, and it's happening today. The one true God, right? A lot of times we're afraid to, to take a stand. I'm not talking about taking a stand just to take a stand. I'm talking about knowing who God is and having an absolute firm belief in Him. Not just a belief about Him, but belief in Him. A faith, a pistuo that you will set your weight on. Hallelujah. Enthusiasm, people, right? Think about that. Like, think about who God is in this whole thing and so ahab allowed all this kind of stuff one of ahab king ahab's uh basically the guy that ran his palace is a guy named obadiah and obadiah was a friend of the godly people in fact obadiah had taken several of the of god's prophets and tried to hide them from from uh from the persecution and the people because the prophets of god were being slaughtered i love people that say man i sure wish i could do some stuff that the prophets used to do and i said would you would you like to be killed for your faith i mean you know it's kind of because all of them did including jesus right and so it's amazing to me that, and so what, what you're going to experience and what we're going to talk through is, with Elijah in, 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 this, in, in the scriptures that we'll talk through today is that there's all these things that are going on. So Elijah had, had prophesied that there would be three years of drought in the land of, of Israel, and, uh, Ob, and he had told Obadiah at this time, hey, Obadiah, and, this, and it had been about three years since this had happened, he said, Obadiah, go to King Ahab. And tell him I need to see him because we need to set some things straight. It's about time. And so Elijah basically brings challenge to Ahab. And he says, hey, we need to go to, in essence, a duel. This is like a WWE smackdown that's about to happen. I'm going to share with you what it is. But listen, like he's setting it up. He's like, hey, I want to prove to you that my God is real. But you prove to yourself, like, I want you to like, take this challenge. Do you think the Baal worshipers are all right? Let's take a challenge and let's put this thing to rest. And Ahab said, all right, troubler of Israel. He called Elijah troubler of Israel. I love that, man. And Elijah's like, I ain't the troubler of Israel, man. You're the one that let all this stuff in here and, and happen. First Kings 18. And listen when I'm listening, like when we're talking about this and I'm reading this to you, I'm going to go through about a chapter of, and a half of Scripture It's going to take about 10 minutes to just read it. Listen to what I said. A chapter and a half of Scripture takes about 10 minutes. And I want you to check your schedule. And I want to see if you could, in your own time, put 10 minutes aside to read the Scriptures. If you do that, if you read about a chapter, chapter and a half, you can have the scriptures, all of the scriptures read in about three years. And I want to like, like tell you that only because I've experienced this and what God has done in my heart and my mind to help, him, help me understand it has been ridiculous. And, I don't, I, like I'm, and sometimes I feel like I'm just scratching the surface. And I don't tell you this to brag. I don't tell you this to like, man, look at me. But because I've sat almost daily and read a chapter of the scriptures every day i'm on my eighth reading through the scriptures it's just a habit that's formed now, i don't want you to do this in a checklist thing like yep guess got to read a chapter a day check done it i want you to honestly and earnestly seek the lord in this amen this is what i want us to do so when we read this to you this challenge of reading a chapter no that's a lot of lot to do in a sermon not really it doesn't take all that long and this is one of the most gripping and riveting accounts of all of scripture it is awesome check this out first kings 18 verse 20 so ahab 
sent word throughout all Israel and assembled the prophets on Mount Carmel, the Baal prophets we're talking about. Elijah went before the people and said, how long will you waver? Listen to this. This is a great question. How long will you waver between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal is God, follow him. I think that's fair. A lot of people that come, man, I got questions about God. Well, you just need to have more faith. No, you don't. You need to have your questions answered. Right? That's fair. People got questions about God. Well, you need to pray more. You need to read your Bible. I got questions about the Bible. You just need to read it more. No. We need to help people understand the validity of it and be prepared for those kinds of things. That's all right. Great questions. People will get offended about questions. And here's, here's Elijah going, look, let's figure this out. If the Baal prophets, if, they are, if Baal is real, let's find out. If God, my God is real, let's find out. But the people said nothing. Because that's a, that's a daunting question. All right, I can't believe what he's doing. When we are looking for the truth, though, and this is the challenge for anybody that is questioning truth, whether this is real, whether this is not. If you look for truth, no matter where it leads, because what I said last week, if truth led me to shave my head and bang a tambourine at the airport, I'd do it, right? I mean, really, seriously. If, the, if, I, if God could show himself in the scriptures of whatever it is that is out there, I would, figure, I, I would do whatever he told me to do. It just so happens that the... Old Testament and New Testament is the only thing that has any kind of supernatural anything, and it's got a bunch of proof of who God is. He didn't have to show us who he is, but he did, right? I love that. And so, so Elijah is basically laying down the gauntlet, but if any of us want to find the truth, no matter where it leads, it will lead to Jesus, because Jesus is the truth. Amen. Verse 22, Then Elijah said to them, I am the only one of the Lord's prophets left. He's it. Think about this. He's by himself. But Baal has 450 prophets. Get two bulls for us and let Baal's prophets choose one for themselves and let them cut it into pieces and put it on the wood, but not set fire to it. I will prepare the other bull and put it on the wood, but not set fire to it. So there's an equal thing he's going to do between the two, right? Then you call in the name of your God, little G, Right, And I will call him the name of the Lord. The God who answers by fire, he is God. Then all the people said, what you say is good. Elijah said to the prophets of Baal, choose one of the bulls and prepare it first. Since you, there are so many of you, call him the name of your God, little G, but do not light the fire. So they, put the, they took the bull, given them, and prepared it. And then they called on the name of, of uh, the name of Baal from morning till noon. Listen to this. They called on the name of Baal from morning to noon for hours. They said, Baal, answer us, they shouted. But there was no response. No one answered. And they danced around the altar they had made. Now, I, I don't know what kind of dance, but in my mind, because I'm a twisted dude, I'm thinking they're doing disco, the hustle, something. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know, but now you ain't going to be able to get that out of your head. Do it to do around them. I don't know, man. At noon, Elijah began to taunt them. This is just disrespectful. This is just wrong. Man, it's cool. Shout louder, he said. Surely he's a God. Perhaps he's deep in thought. Translation, 
In English, doesn't really describe what Elijah just said. What Elijah just said, perhaps he's deep in thought, equals maybe he's in the bathroom. That's funny. That's embarrassing. Maybe he had too much uh, burritos and tacos or something. He got a little diarrhea, man. Maybe he can't handle it. That's what he's saying. Here, that's funny. This is a WWE Raw Hulk Hogan Smackdown. I'm going to talk about your mama Thomas stuff, right? This is crazy, and this is what he did. Listen to what he kept saying. Perhaps he's deep in thought, a.k.a. perhaps he's in the outhouse or busy or traveling. Maybe he's sleeping and must be awakened. So they shouted louder and slashed themselves with swords and spears. This is just getting really weird now, right? As was their custom until their blood flowed. Midday passed and they continued their frantic prophesying until the time of the evening sacrifice. All day long they danced and did the hustle and, and cut themselves and said, Lord, hey, Baal, answer us. Right? All day, day long, but there was no response. No one answered. No one paid attention. Then Elijah said to all the people, come here to me. And they came to him and he repaired the altar of the Lord, which had been torn down. Elijah took 12 stones, one for each of the tribes, descended from Jacob, to whom the Lord, the Lord had come, saying, your name shall be Israel. With the stones, he built an altar in the name of the Lord, and he dug a trench around it, large enough to hold two seahs, about 50 pounds of seed. He arranged the wood, cut the bull into pieces, and laid it on the wood. And then he said to them, fill four large jars with water and pour it on the offering and on the wood. So he soaked the offering. Do it again, he said, and they did it again. Do it a third time, he ordered, and they did it a third time. The water ran down around the altar and even filled the trench. At the time of sacrifice, the prophet Elijah stepped forward and prayed, Lord, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, let it be known today that you are God in Israel. And that I am your servant and have done all these things at your command. Answer me, Lord, answer me. So these people will know that you, Lord, are God, big G. And that you are turning your heart, turning their hearts back again. Then the fire of the Lord fell and burned up the sacrifice. Check this out. The wood, the stone. So he soaked. He's like, just to be sure. Let's just soak this bad boy, right? Just like, and, and then God just burns it all up. And to be sure, let's just soak this bad boy, right? Just like, and, and then God just burns it all up. And then when the people saw this, they felt burns it all up. And then when the people saw this, they felt prostrate and cried, "The Lord, He is God. The Lord, He is God." I bet they did, right? Then Elijah commanded them, seize the prophets of Baal, don't let anyone get away. They seized them, and Elijah had brought them down to the Kishon Valley and slaughtered there. Elijah said to Ahab, go, eat and drink, for there is the sound of heavy rain. So Ahab went off to eat and drink, but Elijah climbed to the top of Mount Carmel, bent down to the ground, and put his face between his knees. Go and look toward the sea, he told his servant. Remember, there's been this three-year drought that Elijah said was coming. Go, go look toward the sea, he told his servant. And when he looked, when he went up and looked, there's nothing there, he said. Seven times Elijah said, go back. The seventh time a servant reported, a cloud as small as a man's hand is rising from the sea. So Elijah said, go and tell Ahab, hitch up your chariot 
and go down before the rain stops you. It's going to be a gully washer. Meanwhile, the sky grew black with clouds. The wind rose. A heavy rain started falling. And Ahab rode off. Listen, rode off. This is a chariot, right? Pulled probably by horses. Rode off to Jezreel. The power of the Lord came on Elijah. And tucking his cloak into his belt, he ran ahead of Ahab all the way to Jezreel. This dude was booking. This dude, if he did a 100-meter sprint, like we'd be like a same bolt who, right? This flash, yeah, man. Oh, dude, flash, exactly. He ran ahead of some guy that was being pulled in a chariot. Wow. And great victory was had. And Elijah got to witness God doing his thing in a mighty, incredible way. And a lot of times we're like, oh man, I wish I could see something like that. But we've seen it. We are experiencing and in the, in the presence of a risen Savior who rose from the dead. Those guys, Elijah and all of them, would have loved to be in the position we're in. They're probably looking at us like, man, I wish we'd have been, right? been able to walk around with the Holy Spirit and stuff. Like, that'd been awesome, right? But, but God did his thing. And here's the thing that happens a lot of times. When we have great victory in our lives, that's sometimes when the trouble comes. Like a lot of times when we're going through struggles and trials and troubles and tribulations, we're on our knees going, God, God, could you help me? God, could you, you know, we're like real intimate with God. We're like real tight with God. And could you get me through this, God, right? And, and, then, and then what happens is he gets us through that and we, we kind of tend to relax. And we're like, oh, man, that was a, whew, thank you, Jesus. And we'll start wandering away a little bit sometimes. And, and it's almost like when there's victory in our lives, when something great happens in our lives, that's when the, the trouble starts to pounce on us a little bit. It's like we, we get off our game a little bit. It's like we, we get out of the war mentality that we're in. You know, we're in a spiritual war, right? We get out of that a little bit. We, we start letting our guard down a little bit, man. We start, start easing up on the standards that God has, has laid on us, man. And I'm not talking about the, 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 the legalistic type of stuff. I'm talking about the power and the majesty of God. We kind of ignore it a little bit, right? Because it's, it's a little easier in our, in our time. And, and Elijah had just gone through this very thing. And look what happens in the very next verse now ahab told jezebel his wife she was not a good lady man that's why some people like you a jezebel and they don't mean it in a good way everything elijah had done and now he had killed all the prophets with the sword so jezebel sent a messenger to elijah to say may the gods deal with little g gods deal with me be it ever so severely if by this time tomorrow i do not make your life like that of one of them in other words I'm going to kill you, Elijah. And he had just seen all this and just seen all the things, just seen the, the fire come down and lick up even the dirt, right? And a lady, who's not a very nice lady, comes and says, uh, I'm coming after you. Verse 3, Elijah was afraid and ran for his life. When he came to Beersheba in Judah, he left his servant there while while he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness. 
And he came to a broom brush, sat under it, and prayed that he might die. I've had enough, Lord. He said, take my life. I'm no better than my ancestors. Then he lay down under the bush and fell asleep. Anybody ever felt like that? I'm just done, God. God, come on, man. And I get it. I get tired too. Or sometimes I get out of focus. Or sometimes, that, guys, I am preaching to myself as I'm preaching to you. Trust me. But that doesn't mean that God is not who he says he is. All at once, an angel touched him and said, get up and eat. Now you think about this same God before Jesus ever comes. This is hundreds of years before Jesus came. And you'll see the the, the qualities of the Trinity right here. You'll see that grace and that love and that fellowship that, that God gives to Elijah. How easy it would be for him to go, Elijah, are you seriously, seriously afraid of some lady after what I just showed you? Are you kidding me? Really, dude, get out of my face. That's not who God is. Listen to this. All at once an angel touched him and said, get up and eat. And he looked around, and there by his head was some bread baked over hot coals and a jar of water. He ate and drank, and then he lay down again. And the angel of the Lord came back a second time and touched him and said, Get up and eat, for the journey is too much for you. Grace, fellowship, love. So he got up and ate and drank, strengthened by that food. He traveled 40 days and 40 nights until he reached Horeb, the mountain of God. And there he went into a cave. And spent the night. This is not just an overnight stay. He was running and escaping reality of what was going on. And a lot of times we're tempted to do that. But God is saying, I have called you to be my warrior. Stay in this fight until the victory is had. Because it's already been told. Amen. And the word of the Lord came to him. What are you doing here? Elijah, what are you doing here, Elijah? I love that. That's, that there's a question, not a, an admonishment, not a, dude, what are you doing here? It's, what are you doing here, Elijah? I just showed you a couple of months ago how powerful I am over everything else. What are you doing here? He replied, I've been very zealous for the Lord God Almighty. The Israelites have rejected your covenant, torn down your altars, and put your prophets to death with a sword. I'm the only one left. Anybody ever felt alone? Fellowship, right? Community. And now they're trying to kill me too. The Lord said, go and stand at the mountain of the presence of the Lord. I love this. For the Lord is about to pass by. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. I think the Lord was just kind of showing off. It's, just think about that. Boom, 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 boom. Elijah's up there going, oh, but he's not in there. He's like, eh, just a little something I can do. After the wind, there was an earthquake. Yeah, just a little something I can do. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a, say it with me, a gentle whisper. 
We're just looking for signs. We're looking for wonders. And many times God is like, hey, what are you doing here? I got something better for you. When Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. And the voice said to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? He replied, I've been very zealous for the Lord God Almighty. The Israelites have rejected your covenant. He's complaining the same complaint again, right? Torn down your altars and put your prophets to death with a sword. I'm the only one left. God, I'm all alone. I got nobody. God. And now they are trying to kill me too. The Lord said to him, go back the way you came. To the desert of, uh, and go to the desert of Damascus. And when you get there, anoint has, uh, I might have to have some help on some of these guys. Anoint Hazael, king over Aram. Also anoint Jehu, son of Nimshi, king over Israel. And anoint Elisha, son of Shaphat, from Abel-Mahola, to succeed you as prophet. Jehu will put to death any who escaped the sword of Hazael. And Elisha will put to death any who escaped the sword of Jehu. Yet, listen, listen to this verse. Yet I reserve 7,000 in Israel. All whose knees have not bowed down to Baal and whose mouths have not kissed him. You are not alone, Elisha. You are not alone, Pam, Ed, Matt. Price, Casey, Casey. No, you're not alone. Laura, David, you are not alone, Jacob. Put your name in there. What are you doing here, Elijah? You are not alone, Elijah. Insert your name in there. Not Elijah, you. Understand, you are not doing this by yourself. There is community. There is power. And as we explore these things during the week, guys, this is remarkable. What what I learned this week in Believe Group was ridiculously cool. But what God continues to teach us in community, spurring one another on. It's beautiful and amazing. You are not alone. You are with people. You are with God ultimately. And the, the challenge is to, to have fellowship with God above everything else and then enjoy the fellowship with His others that are in the same boat. Amen. Right? How cool is that? And so... Guys, great stories from the Believe Groups this week. If you haven't gotten your book, I want you, to, want you to be, this is the challenge for us. If you haven't gotten into a Believe Group, we've got one that's going to happen in seven hours, right? What time do you guys start? 6.30. 6.30. 6.30. half hours. Here. Tonight. Be there. Some of us need to learn to step into community with others. Step into community and learn who God is. Like, like be challenged. This whole idea of what we are doing is trying to point people to the Scriptures because they are powerful. 
when they're in our heart and mind and not just stories that we hear as kids growing up and not just Easter stories and Christmas stories, but actual, real, powerful, legitimate, historical events that happened. Miracles that, that happened. Guys, we're exploring this stuff. This week, and I'll be preaching about it next week, is that we're going to step into what it means to have a personal relationship. What, is it, what does it mean to have actual community with God? Through His Son, Jesus. Amen? Like, I love that. I can't wait. Because we miss that so bad. And we try to find it in other people, no doubt. And that helps when we can spur one another on. But, but, but it can never replace the one true God in our hearts and minds, having community with Him. And so as we, we, we finish up today, guys, I want you to be thinking about what are ways that I can step into a belief group. We've got Monday nights, the soul sisters, right? Go on the app. Only, guy, only ladies, though. No guys in this one. Go on the app or on the website. Sign up. For Monday night, Soul Sisters. Sunday night, right here. Tuesday night, got a couple going on in Overland Park in Olathe. Got a Wednesday night again here. Two of them going on here. Some guys, guys only out on the fire. We got a mixed group here, in here on Wednesday nights. Guys, sign up for one. Read the book. They're $10 a piece. If you get the book and the study guide together, it's $20. Just for you. Special. Okay? But check that out, man. Let's explore this together. This is going to be a, a mass. I've heard people say this week. I, I got a text this, this week, actually a Facebook message. I can't believe my kids have come to me saying, God, Dad, let's read this together. That's cool. That families are starting to kind of like, let's get into the scriptures together. Parents are being challenged by their kids. That's ridiculous. When does that happen, right? How cool is it that we get to explore that kind of thing? Let me pray for us, and I pray that, man, that, that God just consumes us as a body of believers, and we are a mighty force that we're just leaning into his word. Father, we love you, and we thank you for your word. We thank you for the opportunity that, that we don't have to do any of this, but we get to do all this. And your word is so powerful your, because it's you. When we read your word, we're, we're, we're opening your voice to us. And we thank you for the examples of guys like Elijah. We thank you for examples and heroes of the faith, of David and all these different, like all of like God, we thank you ultimately no, no more than Jesus. But God, we're not interested in stories. We're not interested even in historical facts. We're interested in you. We're consumed by you. And may you lay that on our hearts to be more and more so all the time. God, as we step into the Scriptures, as we start to have a love and a a passion for your Word, Lord, may you just lay that on us and and show us, just give us, God, some some breadcrumbs, however it is, Lord, whatever it is, whatever victories that that happen in our lives, Lord, may may you show up. And when you do, God, may you keep us reminded that we cannot let the our feet off the gas. we got to keep going until we see you face to face. It's in your son's name that we pray. Everybody in the house said, amen. I pray that.